from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Before the, uh, the break, we broke the news. Riley Leonard entering the transfer portal. He did so in an interesting way. Uh, the Instagram post that he, he put up, seven slides, I believe. It's got a like a, a very traditional like uh, um, English paper beginning, middle, and end. Starts with a anecdote about finding his favorite fishing spot on Duke's campus and uh, weaving it through with stories of fishing and thank yous to friends and coaches. Ends with, I found out recently that a few years ago, my favorite fishing spot at Duke was nothing more than an overgrown drainage ditch. Duke turned that part of campus into something better, something that'll continue to grow and give back. I'd like to think, or sorry, I'd like to believe it's the same for me. I hope I leave this special place better than I found it. Which is very nice, very heartwarming. You can tell that Duke meant something to him, but it's still a goodbye. It's still a see ya. And I think it's interesting for this reason. Um, Riley Leonard wasn't recruited by Mike Elko. He was not. He was recruited by Cutcliffe. And then when Elko took over and Duke shot to, to much more success, Riley Leonard's reputation and his status shot with it. And now he's, quite frankly, cashing in those chips. And this is also what I was talking about when I said Duke was on the clock for hiring their next coach. Now, I'm not saying there's a good chance that if they hired the next coach quickly that Riley would be staying, but at least you might have gotten a phone call in, and maybe it was too quick to expect him to have it by Wednesday, but Riley Leonard on the way out. And uh, again, as I brought up before the break, uh, ESPN's Adam Rittenberg says, Notre Dame a likely destination. I have questions. Okay. By the way, real quick note on Leonard on yep. his post. Never said he was actually entering the transfer portal, just that he was leaving Duke. You think he might be going pro? I'm just saying. That's it, from it's, okay, it's open so, out there. So okay, let's 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 take a step back here mm-hmm. and let's make sure we have all of the information appropriately. His own post says, "Thank you. I'm leaving Duke. Hopefully, it's a more special place than when I found it." That sort of thing. Yeah. The reporters, the Adam Rittenbergs of the world, the two four seven Sports of the world, have reported that he is likely entering the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. I believe he will not be entering as a graduate transfer, which means he's not eligible to enter the portal until Monday. So that may be something where it's like he can't use that phrase. Maybe. I don't know how that officially works. Because you, you, you could say you're entering the transfer portal okay, so before I, you actually officially enter. So that's Okay, we'll leave it at that. Mm-hmm. He hasn't said he's entering the portal. The reporting done by ESPN and other uh, sources uh, are saying he is expected to enter the transfer portal. Adam Rittenberg says likely destination Notre Dame. He's one of the preeminent insiders into college football, works for ESPN. Likely destination Notre Dame. That alone I have questions because he, he's not in the portal as of now, and you're not allowed to talk to other players that are on other teams until they're in the portal. How would they know it's a likely destination? Hmm. Now, it's the wild, wild west. I haven't seen anyone penalized for tampering, so maybe it's just, hey, until they say it's, you know, until they prove that they're going to punish it, why not? 
But uh, Or maybe he just wants to go to Notre Dame. I don't know. Maybe he watched Sam Hartman go from Wake to Notre Dame and was like, that looks nice. I'll have what he's having. But but that alone is a question. Secondly, Matt Rule, our, <laughs> who, who you're very familiar with. Uh, at the end of the day. There you go. Head coach at Nebraska, former coach of the Carolina Panthers, told the media that a – Good quarterback in the transfer portal is going for $1 million, $1.5, million, $2 million. Riley Leonard in the transfer portal is, at the very least, a good quarterback in the portal. He might be near the top of all quarterbacks in the portal. There's a possibility this decision that he just made put seven figures in his bank account. Yeah. So... Duke has to look at it from that perspective, right? There, there's, you know, I, I've I've told this story before. I played football at the University of Delaware. One of my teammates ended up transferring to Oklahoma. I remember very much being like, "Man, I wish you'd stay, but what are you gonna do?" I get it. Yeah, like, <laughs> could you uh, pa- could you pass some my game film? Like, <laughs> like send some shoes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, uh, what are you gonna do? Like, I think there's some, what are you going to do in this, right? If he's getting one, one and a half, two million dollars, and Duke can't offer close to that, like, what are you, what are you going to do, right? It's, um, hey, man, you know, do you see what Sam Hartman, how, how, actually, you know what, how baller would this be? Let's talk this through. Uh, Sam Hartman went from Wake Forest to Notre Dame, right? Sam Hartman uh, became a big star, right? There was, there was, you know, so much more attention. And what did he get a chance to do? Give everyone on Notre Dame Beats by Dre headphones. Mm-hmm. How dope would it be? How much of a baller move would it be mm. if Riley Leonard, as Notre Dame's co- quarterback next year, got beats for Notre Dame and Duke? Oh. Just say, those are my brothers too. Those yeah. are teammates that I fought with. Right? Like, like let's make it, let's make it so – if it's a transfer for reasons that a team understands, it doesn't have to end on bad terms. Right? This doesn't I you know I made the joke about abandoning before the the break. Let's not make it that. Let's be a young man that ha- has built an opportunity for himself taking advantage of it and Duke with their quarter with their coaching change can't really look at him and say, "Man, I wish you would have stayed here." He's going, "Man, I don't even know who I would have been playing for. I don't know what offense you'd run." I have an opportunity to go play for for Notre Dame or Texas A and M or whoever, whoever. Like, let's let's make it like a cool thing. You want to go full conspiracy theory on this? Of course. Let's put on our tinfoil hats. Do you know who Notre Dame plays week one? They're at Texas A and M. Mm. So he wants to stick it to Elko. How about <laughs> that? I know. I'm just again I'm being facetious here, but how fun would that be? I mean, I'm I'm here for that drama, right? I am here for it. That's a that's an interesting twist. Um, but I just I I just, like Riley doesn't seem like a guy that would change his whole career for oh, pe- petty no. reasons. But going to Notre Dame, like that, is a good business decision. Oh, 100 percent. I I have. I don't he has know. one year of eligibility left. I I don't know if I've said this on air. I played uh, uh middle school and the first part of my high school with Manti Teo. Uh, cue cue your jokes. Um, do you meet his girlfriend? Uh, I, I cue them up, get them up, get them down. There they are. Uh, watch the documentary. It explains it a lot better. Untold on Netflix, Manti Teo. Um, 
But he had, like, another one of our buddies that played with us, a guy by the name of Robbie Toma, also went to Notre Dame. They they both went from our high school to Notre Dame. Robbie Toma was, and I say this generously, 5'9", 170 pounds. Uh, Returned kicks a little bit at Notre Dame. Um, Probably caught, I don't know, three or four touchdowns, mostly mop-up work as a receiver and kind of a, a, a dual threat back. He still to this day, I believe, could open up a business in South Bend, Indiana, and make a good living because Notre Dame supports their players financially like that, like the fan base does. So, you know, this could very much just be a business decision. And, oh, by the way, I'll put it in in terms that maybe I'd understand better. Uh, Along my career, I've left stations a few times where they were very upset I was leaving, and then it's like, well, actually, no, that's a pretty good opportunity, right? I've been working a long time to try to get into a market like this, leaving the previous spot. They were mad, and then it was like, oh, actually, no, you're going to a a place that means a lot to you and your family, and there's awesome sports to cover. Like, kind of makes sense. I've had people get mad at me for leaving coaching job, going take another one. Yeah, it's it's it it happens. Once the sting wears off, you kind of look at it from their perspective, and you go, oh, that actually was a great chance for you. Yeah. If if Riley Leonard ends up at Notre Dame, like Adam Rittenberg said, is a likely destination, or if he ends up at another school like that, I think the sting will wear off and you'll go, actually, he kind of had to take that, that opportunity. So the reason I chose William Peace was because of their stellar game design program. It's very rare to find a game design program in the United States at all, let alone North Carolina. And this place seemed like the right place for me for where I wanted to go and the connections I could make uh, within the program. Turn your hobby into a career in one of the highest paid professions in the country with William Peace University's Simulation and Game Design Program. Master design, 3D modeling, and programming in a state-of-the-art space with the latest and most remarkable technologies available. Find out more at peace.edu. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. All right, we got some breaking news here. Let's hit it. Max Johnson, Texas A&M quarterback, started his career at LSU, enters into the transfer portal a couple days ago as a graduate transfer, commits to North Carolina. Mm -hmm. Now, this was fed into my ears during the, uh, the, the clip there. Where do we have this coming from? Inside Carolina has it. So 24-7 sports, a few other outlets are reporting it as well. But Max Johnson, Texas A&M, transferring out. Looks like he's going to North Carolina, which is kind of odd seeing as the transfer portal hasn't officially opened yet. It has for grad transfers. Uh, that's true. He is a graduate transfer. So so grad transfers can go in as soon as as soon as as soon as they need to, really. Mm-hmm. Um so so they're not uh subject to the windows. But that that that's big for North Carolina. And and you know, when you are, first of all, let's take a step back. Mac Brown's operating as if he's going to be here next year. There is that. Because <laughs> he's still the coach and he's bringing in quarterbacks for next year. So that's that That actually is the biggest sign that Mac Brown is coming back because I don't think anyone lets you uh, 
uh, get these type of commitments if, if they're not confident in your, your availability. Johnson did start his career at LSU, played yep. in 2020 and 2021, so he has that COVID year back. But also in 2022, last year, only played in four games. So he saw he could use that as a redshirt. Mm-hmm. So by my count, he should have two years of eligibility remaining. Bad luck with uh, coaching changes. Yep. I believe he was at LSU pre-Brian Kelly. That is correct. And then when Brian Kelly showed up, he was like, ah, I'm not going to be this guy's guy. I'm out. He goes to Texas A&M where you think you're going to have coaching job security because Jimbo Fisher has a $100 million buyout. Uh, it turns out Jimbo Fisher's only there until it's an $80 million buyout. Mike Elko comes in. Max Johnson's going, ah, I'm not going to be his guy. Goes to North Carolina. So, um, you know, I don't love guys that bounce in and out of the portal a whole bunch of times. But when it's due to coaching changes, I'm more okay with it. Mm-hmm. You're not, you know, necessarily running from competition or anything like that, all those cliches. You're just running to like, I don't know, maybe a more stable situation. And you know what else he's running to? A running game led by Omari and Hampton. Yeah. Which, hey, play action looks really awesome when you have Omari and Hampton as the play action guy. And if Tez Walker sticks around, oh, Max Johnson just became the biggest recruiter in college football. Oh yeah. He's calling up Tez like, hey man, what's up? How awesome is Chapel Hill, right? You're going to be showing me around for the next 12 months, right? Let's go to Sup Dogs, buddy. Yeah, exactly. Let's go hang out. Huh? You want to catch a basketball game? Let's get together. Some breaking news. A lot of breaking news today. Let's go. keep breaking. Leave it broken. Uh, North Carolina State freshman wide receiver Casey Concepcion has been voted not just the ACC's Offensive Rookie of the Year, but the ACC's Rookie of the Year. Oh, overall, double awards. Uh, the Defensive Rookie of the Year goes to Reuben Bain Jr. of Miami, a defensive lineman. But we're not going to focus on Bain Jr. We're going to focus on Concepcion. Okay. Uh, his season in the the release here from the ACC uh, included ACC freshman record books con- contributions of second all time in ACC among freshmen in receiving touchdowns. Fourth in receptions, tenth in receiving yards. He also broke NC State's freshman records for receptions, receiving yards, and is hopefully gonna get close to the uh, the yardage record held by Kelvin Harmon in the bowl game of eight fifty three. There's a there's a lot more. Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, you go into some of the NC State records that he that he you know touchdowns and and hundred yard games and all these things and and multiple purpose yards, but just know that he was really gosh darn good for an entire season, and he probably would have been better and higher in all of those rankings if the offense around him uh, maybe clicked on all cylinders for a larger part of the season. Yeah, They were turning it up as the season kind of got going in the second half, but there were some dark times in the first part of that that, that season that likely held back his breakout a little bit, but, uh, but you know, more breaking news, consider him breaking out. Consider him broke out. <laughs> There, there's, he's not surprising anyone from this point moving forward. Hey, look at the rookie of the year voting in terms of the number of votes. He had 44. Ruben Bain that you mentioned from Miami had 12. So he won it pretty handedly. And he should. Yeah. Uh, he's also been named a semifinalist for the Sean Alexander Freshman of the Year presented annually to the Outstanding Freshman Player in College Football. Okay. So uh, congrats to KC. Congrats to NC State. And uh, – Congrats to the Savage Wolves who <laughs> signed him to something uh, yesterday. He's gonna, he's going to be around. I wonder if that. Do you think there's incentives packages in those agreements? Oh gosh, I hope not. Do you think if hey, if I win the the ACC Rookie of the Year, another ten grand. If I win the Sean Alexander Award, another twenty grand. 
I go go get ten touchdowns next year, another ten well, grand. Legally, you can't. Really? Well, yeah, because they can't be tied to any on-field performance. Mm. That's the thing. Well, is, is the is NIL award? deals can't be tied to any on-field for performance. So there's no performance incentive for. I didn't get like the that. award on the the field. But what you did on the field, yeah. How tech, how technical are we getting here? It's the wild, wild west. Well, Dennis. here's the thing. That that doesn't prevent uh, the collective from going like, hey, we found another booster. Here's yeah. another ten grand. You Just, know, It'd be a wink, wink, nod, nod deal. Exactly. Show games. <laughs> All right. We got more breaking news. It's obvious, but that doesn't mean it's not breaking. Peyton Wilson, NC State linebacker, fifth-year senior, ACC Defensive Player of the Year. As I said, it's obvious. That doesn't mean it's not breaking. (laughs) That's true. It's correct. It's appropriate. It's the best player in the league being named the best player in the league on defense, but it's still breaking news. Congratulations to Peyton Wilson. Um, You know, I mean, the the – it's rare when the eye test and the stats connect where it's like, you know, so many times I get frustrated because I'm like, no, I watched the games. This player is the better player. And then the voters are like, yeah, but this player has better statistics. So we're going to vote for them. This time it was my eye test saying he's the best player on the field and the statistics saying he's the best player on the field. So there's no reason for it to, to be a difficult decision. Peyton Wilson, ACC Defensive Player of the Year. This is why he came back to campus. This is why he pushed uh, the NFL back, and he does have an NFL future. It's to to lead the Wolfpack one more year, to achieve all, all of the, the goals that he had for himself individually, to be healthy for an entire season, which for the most part he did. He had one second half that he, he was kind of banged up in. It was a home game. I forget which game it was. Uh, one of the only games he didn't leave the team in tackles. Yeah. He, he, had, he gave me he had the pick eight. six. I might have been Clemson. You're Clemson, right. Clemson, yeah. Um. So, yeah, so he he had an impact in that game anyway. Yeah, um, he's just, I mean, you know, what else can you say about him? He's he's the best player in, uh, on defense in the ACC. Uh, he missed out by six votes for ACC Player of the Year. Jordan mm-hmm. Travis, ACC Player of the Year, had thirty-one votes. Peyton Wilson, second with twenty-five votes for Player of the Year in the ACC. Malik Washington, four votes for Player of the Year from the wide receiver from Virginia. Can I say I think they got that one wrong? You could say you think they got that one wrong. I think wrong. they got that one wrong. I'm I'm in agreement with you. I think that's the the quarterback bias. Oh, and, and that's coming from a, a former quarterback. You know, it's interesting, though. Only two of the top five vote-getters for player of the year were quarterbacks. Drake May had three votes, and Jeremiah Trotter Jr., the linebacker from Clemson, had one vote. For some I, reason, someone thought that he was better than Peyton Wilson this season. So, ironically, I think Peyton Wilson needed Drake May to be better. So, the quarterback mm. biases was split. I see what you're saying. So Drake May, uh, but Peyton Wilson made Drake May look not good, and like he made him look too not good that final game. <laughs> it's it's because he picked him off in the final it's game. It's because he picked him it's off in the oh, exactly. the irony of exactly. the irony of college football. Should have <laughs> let him complete that pass, Peyton. Yep. You would have been the ACC Player of the Year. Shouldn't have sacked him. Oh goodness, uh, <laughs> that's funny. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, 
which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.